What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. I'm Jill Devine, and welcome to Two Kids and a Career. This is perfect timing. I mean, obviously, we planned this out, but my guest today, Michelle Lynchard, first Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm great. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You are a life coach here in St. Louis, but why I needed you on, you are going to help us busy mamas with this holiday season. When you sent me an email and you said, how about an episode on, quote, a mom's guide to a calm holiday season, end quote, I said, amen, yes, (laughs) can you come tomorrow? (laughs) So I was really intrigued about that because... Last year, well, I want to say this year is the first year of holidays with two babies. Technically, that's not true because Charlie, the youngest, she came December 14th, but we didn't do all the holiday stuff. Mm -hmm. So really, this year is the first year with two babies, a three-year-old, and then Charlie will be a year on December 14th. Like I said, it's hard with just one let alone two. So I knew I needed to talk to you about that. I'm already feeling kind of panicky. And if I'm feeling that way, I know there are other moms feeling that way. So before we dive into that, let's first talk about you and your background and how you got to where you are today. I am a life coach and I mostly help overwhelmed, busy moms. So Mm. people like yourself are my client, someone who has a few kids and has a big job and has trouble balancing all those things, which is every mom, I think, has trouble at some point balancing those things. And I became a life coach because I used to be that person. So I had a corporate job for about 20 years. And at one point I had two kids and I had this big job and I was working all the time and then still trying to keep in shape and keep my house nice and cook for my family and volunteer at my kids' schools and all the obligations. And I realized that I was everywhere all the time, but I never felt present anywhere. Like there was never a moment that just felt like, okay, I'm here now. I was always doing three things at once. And so I happened across, actually, it was a podcast I was listening to that interviewed a life coach. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that sounds so interesting and cool. And so I started researching it. And literally that very night, while I still had this corporate job and was busy, I signed up for training to do uh, life coach training through Martha Beck. Okay, what about your kids? Tell me their ages and names if you would like. Sure. Um, I have Oliver. He's 12, so he's in sixth grade now. And then I have Josie, and she just turned nine a couple days ago, and she's in third grade. When you were talking about the corporate job and balance, and Mm -hmm. a lot of women will say there is no balance. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm sitting here going yes and nodding my head and you can't see that. You can see it, but the listener can't see it. But I just feel stressed all the time. And I don't know. Well, I do know. I know a lot of it is because this is new territory for me. And something that I've talked about in not in great detail, but in some episodes, I do see a therapist I think a lot, I think everybody should see a therapist actually, but that's one of the things that she has been working with me on too is I am kind of a control freak. I like things in order. I don't thrive off of chaos. I know there are some people that do. So she said, right now with your two little ones, as little as they are, 
that's kind of chaos at home. So we have to figure out how to make sure there's not chaos in the rest of your life mm-hmm. to not have that much stress. And that's what we're trying to figure out because it is – as much as we have a routine at night, it's also unpredictable. Right. And when you throw kids in the mix, that's what happens. Yeah. Yes. And if you're a person who likes to have control and likes to be organized and have things orderly at your kids' ages, it's nearly impossible for that to be. And so every day, if you're thinking, I want this to be organized and I want it to happen this way and it doesn't happen, it's like banging your head against the wall every day. Yeah. And in that situation, the only thing you can do is change your thoughts and your expectations of it to let yourself off the hook. How old were your kids when you decided to go and do the training for a life coach? Let's see. Not even in kindergarten for for my younger one. So probably four and eight. Um, And the time when I felt most miserable was when they were even younger than that. I think my son was in kindergarten and my daughter was still in daycare preschool because I just felt like I was missing out on all of my time with them. I was just going to ask if you would talk about that miserable feeling because again another reason why we do this podcast like we're not talking about these things and I'm slowly and maybe you can help me with this like I'll read these fun books and then I'll read serious books and 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 the big joke is you're in a certain season Mm -hmm. and I keep reminding myself that this season is going to change And some of the things that I really want right now will come, Mm -hmm. but I am having a hard time realizing that. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. It's like you intellectually understand that it will change, but right now it just feels hard. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Um, yeah, dive into the miserable yeah, please dive into the miserable. Well, part honestly, of <laughs> I know it's no one sort of wants to talk about the misery, but I feel like everyone has felt it. And so just to share it to say, yes, I have definitely been there. I mean, I have been on a business trip when one of my kids has gotten sick and I'm not there. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been at work when someone else has to go pick them up. I have one of the things that used to pain me a lot was paying someone else in the summer to have fun with my kids while I sat in my office and worked. And so that stuff can really take a toll on you. And, you know, people will say, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't quit my job. And I believe that that's true. But you can adjust your expectations. For example, I have one client who said, I just feel like I never, ever get quality time with my kids. And so we really talked about what is quality time. And for her, her kids were about your kids' ages. It was when I get home from work, if I sit on the floor and play with them for like 15 or 20 minutes, I feel that I can connect with them. And what I do is I get home and I open my computer and I'm trying to finish up notes and answer questions from people while sort of like feeding my kids food and, you know, interacting with them. And so therefore you're not doing a good job at either one of those Mm -mm. things. But what we discovered for her is that it wasn't actually a ton of time that if she could have that connection time with them and then they could eat dinner together. And one of the things we worked on as a side note was outsourcing her meals. So she had the prepared meals and she could just put those in. And then she really enjoyed reading them a book at bedtime. And she said if she could do those three things, her day felt like, okay, I connected with my kids today. So it's not like I need to quit my job and stay home from the moment I open my eyes till the moment I go to sleep and just stare at my kids all day because that's totally unrealistic too. But it's figuring out what are those true connection points. I have realized that too. I do what I can to put my phone away when I get home. There are mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not great at it, but other times I'm really good at it. 
what gets me is the cleanup. I need to just, when the oldest says, Mom, will you play Barbies with me? I need to forget about the dishes in the sink for just a few minutes and go and play with her because Mm -hmm. that's important to her. But going back to what I'm working on with my therapist, I have to be the best mom and wife and person that I can be. And if cleanliness and organization makes me happy, then Mm -hmm. everybody wins. So I have to figure out between those two things what Mm -hmm. I can do. Yeah. And I think it's just being present enough in that moment to say, right now, in this next 15 minutes, you're not committing to either I'm going to play with my kid or my house is going to be a disaster forever. In this next 15 minutes, what's the best use of my time? And what's the goal that you're trying to reach? So let's say you're overarching is I just want to feel connected with my kids today. Or maybe it's just I need to get my house in order so my brain feels organized today. So in that moment, what's the most important thing for you to do? And it might not always be playing with your daughter in that moment. Oh, okay. You know, sometimes if you feel completely unstructured and like you can't think and you're feeling so irritated, and you know, if you spent 15 minutes cleaning up your kitchen that you would be like, okay, yeah, now I can do this. That maybe you might make that choice. But it's really just a lot of times I think we react and just decide what we're going to do without thinking about it. So just thinking what is the top priority right now and then just fully being there for that. I will start doing that. I will I will think about what is more important at that moment. But knowing me choosing dishes over my daughter doesn't make me a bad mom. Right. And I think that there are way too many moms out there that feel that way, that feel that if they choose that, that means they're a bad mom. Right. Right. And so if I were to ask you right now, tell me five ways that you're a good mom. You're making me tear up. I love her Mm -hmm. and show her. I mean, that's undeniable. Mm -hmm. I would do anything for her. Mm hmm. I mean, do you do you take care of her every day? Yeah, do you make I mean, all of her meals. Yeah, unless you know she's at daycare and yeah. then <laughs> and we Thank pay a pretty penny for, for that. that. Yep. Do you make her feel safe? Yes. Do you make her laugh? Do you have good connection times with her? I was not expecting this. I'm sorry, but I just. I feel like moms, we don't give ourselves credit. So if you're not playing with her for 15 minutes and you're doing the dishes, that means nothing. What means everything is all those things I just listed. And the reason why you're tearing up from that is because it's true. Yeah, because, I mean, there's those girls have changed my life and have changed my heart that I needed a reminder. Yeah. (sighs) And I think that's a message to all the moms out there. And I will often ask my clients, Tell me what you're doing right. Tell me the ways that you're a good mom. Tell me how you make your children feel safe. And everyone feels a little overwhelmed when I ask that question. But once they start talking, they realize, I am doing a lot of things right. Maybe the area where you're struggling or you feel like you're not doing great is 5% of your mothering. But we focus so much on that. So I think we just all need to give ourselves some credit. You made a wise decision by being a life coach. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I am even had... 10 minutes with you, and I'm like, yep, you're changing the world. Um, Okay. The reason why I wanted you in, besides all that other stuff, maybe you need to come back. A lot of my guests, I'm like, you need to come back for sure. You definitely need to come back. Let's talk about the mom's guide to a calm holiday season because 
unreasonable expectations. I know I already have them in my head right now, too. Yes. Let's go. Let's dive into it. Okay. So here is what I would recommend. First of all, think about and set an intention for you how you want your holiday season to feel. Okay. So if you think about last year's, last year's might not be great for you because you had a newborn. It's probably a complete (laughs) blur, but maybe the one before that. If I ask people, well, describe to me what your last holiday seasons have felt like. It's usually stressful and maybe some fun part too, but it feels overwhelming sometimes. There's lots of obligations, um, et cetera. So if I asked you that question, what would you say some of your feelings are towards the holiday seasons from the past? I would say chaotic. I would say I feel torn. Mm -hmm. And I would also say memories are definitely had and Mm -hmm. especially with the girls things are a lot different now than they Mm -hmm. were just five years ago I mean there's that whole aspect of it too I have been wanting to create more memories and I think one of the things that my husband always tells me is we are creating memories and I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. so that's I keep thinking oh we didn't create enough memories Mm -hmm. so that's one thing okay Now you can refer back to that list of all the ways you're a good mom that you just told me. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. For sure. So if you think about the way that the holidays have made you feel in the past and just pretend for this year that you get to choose how you want your holidays to feel. Don't put any limitations on yourself. Maybe something you might come up with is like joy or connection or calm or exciting. So how would you like your holidays to feel? The words calm and exciting, definitely there. Togetherness. Okay. okay. Happy. Happy. Okay. Okay. So if we take, I would say pick two or three of those feelings and we're going to make those your intentional holiday feelings. Okay. So. Exciting. Okay. Oh. Mm. You said togetherness or. I was going to go either togetherness or calm. Okay. Let's go calm. Okay. (laughs) Exciting and calm and together. (laughs) But togetherness, do you mean with your connecting with people? Yes. Okay. Enjoying it, being in the moment Mm -hmm. and not worried about what needs to get done or how quick to get out of there or anything like that. So is it present and calm? Yes. Like you're really there? Okay. Yes. Okay. So... For your listeners listening, I would say get a post-it note, write that down on a post-it note, present and calm in the example that we're using. Maybe make a couple copies of that post-it note and then put it on your desk or your mirror or in your car and use that as the filter for what you choose to do during the holiday season. So you've got that. You know you want it to feel calm and present. Then make a list of all of your holiday obligations. And it feels good, honestly, just to get them down on paper. Because right now when you said you feel a little panicked about it, usually we feel panicked between the time when we know something has to be done and we have a plan. So there's probably all these things floating around in your head, like what special memories do I want to create with the girls? What gifts do I want to get people? Are we going to go visit the in-laws? You know, whatever those things are. And so if you make a giant list of those, just a brain dump of everything that you need to do for the holidays – Maybe there's a work Christmas party in there. Maybe there's, you know, whatever you've got. Make that list and then take a look at them. And the first thing that I would do is start crossing things off that list, thinking of your calm and present. So, for example, I had a client. I have a client who takes like three days to decorate her house. She loves it, has tubs and tubs of stuff, and it brings her so much joy. To me, that sounds 
horrible. So that was on my list. That would either be crossed off or I would make it like three hours on a Sunday afternoon, you know, put up the tree and make my house feel festive enough for me. Okay, so the obligations, it's not just events. It's everything. Everything. Like the wrapping of the presents, all of it. Yes, exactly. So you make your total list. You look back through your total list and you want to ask yourself, does this fit with my intention? Does this truly bring me, will this make me feel more calm and more present if my house has enough decorations to feel festive but doesn't take me three days to do it, for example? Okay. So I'd say cross things off that are just a definite no. And then in some cases, you've got the opportunity to outsource things, ask for help on things, maybe trade jobs with a friend. Gift wrapping is a good one. You can get people to wrap your gifts. People will often then say to me, well, I can't afford it. So if you can't afford it, do you have a friend or neighbor who loves wrapping gifts and you'd rather babysit her kids on a Friday night? You know, Can you trade jobs for something that you don't like? Or invite your best friend over and watch Love Actually and wrap gifts together and have a glass of wine. I was you know? just thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You need to put that on your list. So really combing through that list and either removing things, making them smaller, figuring out how to outsource them or make them more doable for you. And then once you've got that list, and that'll probably take you, you know, I'd say 30 minutes to an hour by the time you just write everything down, then get out your real calendar and say, okay, on X date. For example, I always love getting hot chocolate with my kids and we drive around and look at Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. If I just say we're going to do that sometime during the holiday season, I don't know if we're going to. But if it makes my list of things that fit my intended holiday feeling, I'm going to say December 19th is the night that we're going to do that. And I'm going to put it on our calendar and then it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. That because that was something that we always do. We said we there's uh, Fort Zumwalt Park in the St. Charles O'Fallon area. Mm -hmm. They have Christmas lights. And so we started that tradition with the oldest And then I had said last year, and it just got too much, and then the little one decided to come a little bit early. I wanted to start this tradition of baking cookies with Mm -hmm. Lou, and and that never happened in my house growing up. It was just something that I wanted to start, and I think – I don't even know if it was my husband or my mom. They're like, why are you adding so much more to your plate? Just stop and rest, and that's what I kept – thinking of myself too. Am I doing this for me or am I doing this for her? And I just want, I keep going back to, I just want my girls when they're older to say, oh, this is what we always did. Or Mm -hmm. this is how we did this. It's just stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. And if it is stuck in your head, that's a message from what I would call your essential self trying to tell you this is special and important to you. I would follow that okay. if it doesn't feel like an obligation, if it feels like fun and it makes you feel light and happy to think about doing it, do it. Put it okay. on your calendar. Keep it on your list. Now, if it doesn't bring me joy during it, should I reconsider it for next year? <laughs> yes, you should. Yes, you should. You could, should reconsider. Considering your children's ages, it may not bring you joy. But That's what it I might was in thinking, the future. too. Yeah. And you could do, you know, a smaller, you know, the equivalent of three days of decorating versus one afternoon. Maybe you just get the slice, you know, sugar cookies and put sprinkles on them this year. Okay. All Something right. easier. That makes sense. Okay. Instead of making it too elaborate. So some other tips that maybe you have for the holiday season for busy moms, and then we'll wrap up with a couple other things 
about you? Okay. I would just say once you've chosen your intended activities, you put them on your calendar, when you're doing them, just be fully present. And that's something that you hear all the time, but people will say, well, how am I supposed to do that? Right. And I always use the term single tasking. So let's let's talk about your cookie making. Okay. So when you're making cookies with your girls, that's the only thing you're doing for that. Let's say it's an hour. Okay. And just go into it knowing that right now I'm making cookies with my kids and I'm going to make a special memory and just call it that. So you don't need to be you know, ordering an extra gift on Amazon or, you know, picking up a phone call. So really being there when you're there. Or if you're even going to a work holiday party and, you know, you said sometimes you go to places that are obligations and you're thinking, when can I get out of here? Not suggesting your work holiday party would be one of those. (laughs) But um, if you have a situation like that, if you go through this whole process, you hopefully won't have much of that on your list. And then when you go, say, I'm going to go and I'm really going to connect with people. And right now, the only thing I'm doing is being at this holiday party. Sometimes you can be there and you don't have your phone out or anything, but in your mind, you're thinking about the other things that you need to do. Well, how do you, okay, not just with the holidays, but how do you train your mind? Is it when you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so if I go into a situation that I keep thinking, uh, when do I get to leave? Do I just keep saying, stay present, Mm -hmm. stay in here, just stay focused? Yeah. A couple tips for that, I would say, is one is the single testing where you're telling yourself right now, I'm being present at this party. So remind yourself of that. If you find your mind wandering, something I do is think of three things that I'm grateful for in that moment. So I'll say I'm grateful for this um, amazing Christmas cookie that I'm eating or I'm grateful for the connection I just had with a coworker who I haven't talked to since Thanksgiving. So thinking of the things you're grateful for in that moment. And then sometimes if the gratitude isn't coming, just notice things in the room. Like I see that she has on a denim jacket and that I feel like I'm standing on this floor and it's kind of chilly in here. So just remind yourself physically where you are and it helps bring you back to the present instead of out of your inside your head. I love this. I'm going to have to listen to this episode so many times. (laughs) (laughs) I have done some talking with my therapist about that as far as training your brain, Mm -hmm. that it's not an easy task to do. So... I don't think that there is a clear-cut answer. I had this conversation with one of my best friends, and I know I talked about it in season one, but I don't think there's a clear-cut answer as to when people say they got it, mm-hmm. like they know that they're happy or they know that they're grateful most of the time. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's a good question. First of all, there's I could go on and on about our brain and the thoughts that it throws out to us. And I think one of the main things to say is we can't control the thoughts that come to our brain, but we can choose the ones that we believe. And so choosing to believe another thought instead of, oh, it's raining outside and I've got to drive all the way downtown. What if you choose, I'm grateful I get to be in this safe car and I get to listen to a podcast I enjoy listening to. So training your thoughts to have other ones, it just takes a while. It's like driving on a highway the same way to work for 15 years, and then all of a sudden you take another route and your brain just has to get used to it. And so you have to train your brain to do that. And at first you have to do a lot, and then it becomes less and less and less. And I know for me in my experience, and I think a lot of my clients, they'll say, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I just feel a certain contentedness now. Okay, And I think the contentedness comes when you realize that, all the results in your life come from your own thoughts, and you can't control the 
first thought that you have, but you can control if you believe that thought and if you change it. So if that negative thought starts to come in, Mm -hmm. it's okay to recognize it and then just switch it. Exactly. And in fact, judging yourself for having the negative thought just makes it even worse. Our brain is basically just trying to keep us safe. It likes to keep us small and just in what we know. And so when it throws out that negative thought, it's trying to protect us and just say, okay, thank you, brain, for that thought. I noticed I had that thought. I'm going to choose not to believe that one today and then choose a new thought. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to do a whole episode on just that concept because it's life changing. Well, you will be coming back, Michelle, (laughs) to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Before I let you go, there are there are moms like taking notes (laughs) just like me. So how can a mom get a hold of you? And she doesn't have to just be in the St. Louis area. And I'm sorry, she doesn't have to be a mom either. How can anyone get a hold of you to get information from you to ask questions? Yes, I have a couple ways. First of all, my website is michellelinchard.com. Do you want to spell that? Sure. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-L-Y-N-C-H-A-R-D.com. And if you go there, you'll find links to everything else. Something that I suggest that's a great free resource, I have a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group called Calm Moms Collective. And that's a closed group, which means we can have conversations in there and other people can't see it unless they're in the group. And I post in there almost every day and we have discussions. I post encouraging things, just funny stories. Um, so that's a great place for people to join. And Instagram is Michelle Lynchard Coaching. Did you say Calm Mom Collected? Ed? Collective. Collective. Calm Moms Collective on Facebook. Yep. Mm. If you go to my website, it's on the very first page, okay. the link over to it. So basically, if you start there, you can find everything. Um, I went in on that group, so I'll... Okay, wonderful. I'd love to have you. I send out Friday emails with inspiring articles. Um, I have all... I've got a blog post that I do every Friday, so I've got all kinds of free content if people are interested. And you do the closed group because you want serious people in there. You don't want people that are... They're are negative people out there. Yeah, so. yes. I want supportive people. I want a place where someone could come and post, I just had the hardest morning. Is anybody else out there feeling this way? And other people say, yes, I'm with you. I've been there. Or I just had something really encouraging happen and I wanted to share it. Oh, that's so great. I love it. Thanks. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for reaching out. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where you don't necessarily know. You take a gamble. Hey, I'd like to reach out and see if I can be on this podcast or I can reach out to people and hope that they come on. And I just feel like the right stuff works when it's supposed to work. And I needed you here today. Oh, thank you so much. I had listened to your podcast and thought, I need to talk to her. (laughs) You need to definitely talk to me and you need to keep on talking. So, yes, you're definitely coming back for a little brain episode. I'd love that. I'd love that. Uh, well, thank you so much. And you enjoy your holidays. And I am writing down present and calm. I will get those out and I will think of you. Good. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career.